0: welcome to the training for ultra podcast
1: all right are you prepared i am i've pre-written one question this is the first question oh, i've pre-written yeah. ever my whole life with you
0: yeah that's, that's what i was going say
1: how <laughs> good was your western states race
0: <laughs> if we could get
1: yeah. to free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire. Possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race, but to be honest with you, it happened even before the race. It happened in the training. Great cause. Oh, thank you. I just it that, man. So, you keep doing, it man. Keep inspiring. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey, everyone, it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. That
0: was. Physically totally wrecked. I I had nothing left. I figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? Decided if I could, you know, finish a 50-miler, I could probably run across the country.
1: 100 miles is not that far. Welcome to episode 206 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We're speaking with Emily Howgood today. In, in the middle of this episode, we highlight something that's not really that publicly known that happened to Emily and what she's overcome. And it's just great to see her happy and healthy. So definitely pay attention to that, that middle part of this interview. It was really fun to hear more about her race and everything going on on that front. Big shout out to you Patreon supporters. I know you got a sneak peek of this episode. You guys make this all work. So I really appreciate you. As for the show sponsors, the podcast sponsors, uh, check out the show notes. I'll have a link and coupon code if available for all three of the podcast sponsors, Exoskin, Tannery Outdoors, Outdoors. And the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their Grit Series, they're big supporters. I really appreciate all of them. Enjoy this episode. It was special. What what I take away, which was kind of weird and, and kind of amazing, was the start line. It was like two minutes before the race. I come with like a camera blazing in your face and I'm like, oh, hey, Emily, good to meet, like good to finally meet in person. It's like yeah. two minutes before the biggest race of, of the year for you, and here's this idiot with a camera in your face saying hi. Well,
0: well it was great, because like, I didn't even feel like we were just meeting for the first time, so I was like, oh, hey, hey, Rob, it's one of my friends.
1: Isn't that weird? Right? It's super weird, right? <laughs> I
0: know. It was, cool. it was super cool.
1: I sometimes get confused if I even have met someone in person or not, because we do have yeah. we have deep conversations. We have hilarious conversations whatever um so i appreciate you taking time how's recovery going you just took fifth place at western states you keep getting better i'm starting like the analyst brain is starting to draw a line how like you're progressing here
0: yeah it's kind of exciting to think like that too and um yeah, Saturday was incredible. Um, recovery is going so well. I feel amazing. I've definitely had the sleepies. <laughs> um, but eating well, body feels really good, moving, played disc golf this afternoon, um, doing some yard work and everything's really good. So yeah, big kudos to both my coaches um, for the strength work and the train the running training too. Um, it's just amazing to feel the good.
1: Cody had a good race too. That'd yeah, be cherry on top for you, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had an amazing race and that was so cool. Like we were running up from Rory Point and Paul was telling me, um, how he had closed the last like 30 miles and that was so cool to hear on that final stretch. But definitely a cherry on top.
1: <laughs> and well, I mean, I'll, I'll start off with the most important question: like, what does fifth place female Western States do for recovery food? You're eating well, you said. What, like, you open the fridge? What are you going for? Open the pantry? What are you going for? What's Emily how so good recovery m- food?
0: This morning, me and my mom went and got big breakfast. Skillets. Um, My mom had avocado on toast, and I had skillets. And then we had mimosas. (laughs) And then tonight uh, we had salmon and rice and salad, um, and then chocolate for dessert. And yeah, so that's kind of my recovery food. All of the good things. (laughs) So,
1: when you ran States last year, I wasn't, like, uh, the biggest fanboy of you. I was pretty close to rooting you on. Uh, Was your mom, like, able to attend the race last year? No, so,
0: no, no.
1: And so, how special was it going through, you probably did, like, check in with her and hung out with her a lot, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. So it was really cool. She came the week before and, um, we got to hang out and, and she was my like crew chief, crew chief. So, so at every aid station and that was really special. And she even ran in with me too. So that was fun.
1: I mean, I'll start off with like, what have you learned? Like you, you did this race last year and You had an unbelievable year. I was like super, super happy and proud. Like you not only did an awesome States, but an awesome UTMB. And I was just blown away. I mean, what do you think there's a benefit from running Western States and then learning the course and having that course knowledge in, in your back pocket so that you can throw down the following year? and you know each turn, and you know when to when to push, when to hold back, and, and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, multiple times, even post-race, I've said, you know, you can only reach certain points in a race. Um, so racing Western States the first year gives you so much more information for year number two, and uh, the benefit is huge, just knowing how you do individually, what you need, um, obviously, like things you' adjust from year to year, and yeah, the knowledge of being um an experienced runner on the course, maybe not just a rookie for the first time, is really big, yeah, it's awesome. um you can have you know amazing years your first year for sure, and a lot of people do, especially you know this year' it's been was really impressive to see a lot of first timers step up and nail it. Um, but that second year is, it's just different. And you feel maybe a little more comfortable, just excited. It's, it's pretty cool.
1: I mean, I saw you early on. It was like, uh, I think it was dusty and, and you were laughing. You were actually in the lead when I saw you first, you were the first female I saw during the entire race besides that start line. It was like you and Ruth just cruising like kind of joking around i i have footage of it so wait for that to be wait for that to be shared on like instagram and facebook or wherever youtube you guys were just calm you were laughing i i think you even said hi like it was very casual you guys were were not in the super bowl of ultra running when i saw you it was is very relaxed is that what was going through your head
0: yeah, so it was pretty cool. Like um I just lucked out that Ruth caught up to me a mile before Robinson and then we were kinda in sync and we ran through Robinson aid station. I actually reached over to her as we were running in and I was like, Ruth, this is a dream come true to run with you um right now. And then you know, we split to our different crews and then she we ran out kind of together and then she was really strong on the uphill, so she kind of took off, and I was like, I don't want to work hard to try and keep up with her, you know? But then on the downhill, it easily hang. so we ended up running together, and then we were just in sync, and it was super exciting to do that, and we like got to like care for each other and be teammates out there and actually share some time and miles, and we had a block. We had to keep looking down that we were actually, make sure we were actually wearing our bibs, that it wasn't just a Saturday long run.
1: (laughs) For the (laughs) listener's background, I've been asking Emily to co-host with Ruth for a long time, but um,
0: we'll have to to make that
1: happen sometime soon.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be really cool. Yeah, we'll have to (laughs) email, send it on, get that sorted.
1: I'm just glad I said something before she won.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, right.
1: All right, so... Only serious question of the night for you. We were, it was Sabrina Stanley, Avery Collins and I, and we're on a call and I invited you to co-host and I was like, this is super weird. Emily's always punctual. What's going on? And I just, I I knew something was off and I wanted to respect your, your privacy and everything, but... It it sounds like, and remind me of the timing of this, I think it was like last summer possibly. And I don't know if you've shared this with many people, but I mean, it sounds like there was some kind of like serious four-wheeler incident where like the bolts on one of the wheels were like, they changed the tires and like forgot to bolt on a tire and there's an airlift and I don't want you to relive that. I know you've probably gone through a lot, but I do need to hear just like 30,000 foot view of like what transpired there. Cause I don't think the listener really grasps what you really went through. Um, they, they just know that Emily that was at States and UTMB and, and was running and smiling, but I don't think they really know what you went through behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, so after UTMB, um kind of planned downtime, so if you can ever say the time is perfect, the time was perfect, but uh yeah, I had a four-wheeler accident and was thrown off, um got knocked out, and obviously hit my head really hard and had got a really bad concussion um like was life lighted out and don't remember anything but two minutes from the first 48 hours and the next two weeks don't really remember anything either um remember a little more but nothing too crazy and then having to deal with just the headaches and emotions and confusion um and just kind of full understanding of how much work our brains do at keeping like simple things in check to keep us feeling good like light and sound and um taste and things like that like they all balance out but when you have a concussion it's kind of there's no balance there's no there's no balance at all so everything's like full volume full <laughs> full brightness um full intensity and that is a lot to kind of handle. Um, yeah, and that was a big learning curve. I think it was a nice thing that I wasn't training for a big race for sure. Um, but I fully understand like the, just going through that was a, a hard thing in itself, kind of like its own little ultra.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was hard for me, uh, yeah being a friend, trying to be respectful of like giving you space, but then also knowing you know things were going on like it was a it was hard for me, but I can't even fathom what you went through, and I appreciate you're always so open and honest like uh that's why I'll have you on the podcast anytime you want, and <laughs> I think you'll inspire a lot of people with going through like serious serious kind of trauma there i mean were you in the hospital for a few days
0: no actually just i mean with the covid situation and everything i think they like i was stable so i think they were good with me going home um yeah, so they let me go i mean i don't remember anything from the hospital but they let me go the same day
1: my gosh so yeah um, and, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And so, last last quick one on this topic because I just yeah, it, it kills me. Like I I remember we we talked on the phone when you first told <laughs> me about this. I was like tearing up. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, I'm still alive, so don't tear up too much.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's just the fact that you were so quiet about it and like dealing with it, and I I respect that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. How was the first run? After like being air flighted to a hospital and going through this traumatic experience, how was you know a few weeks later? I'm assuming was when and, and for all you know you maybe ran every day. Um, how was that first run? Was it confusing? Like getting back to the feeling of running after all of that?
0: I don't remember, remember exactly when I first ran. I think I ran before I went over to Europe for um, the Adidas team camp Mm -hmm. and um, I think it was okay I didn't feel amazing you're like suddenly moving I don't really remember that one And I think I did run before I went over there but then when I got over to my team like as much as I didn't share it publicly or anything like um, that's where a lot of like closeness came with my team too was that I was fully reliant on them um, Gosh. just like for like daily stuff, <laughs> when we were at camp, like waking up in the morning, going to breakfast, that sort of thing, like they'd be nervous for me because I wouldn't get up until later in the morning, or you know I'd need to just go lay down, and they were so good with me and patient and caring, and like I did want to run and be out, and I remember I ran with um, my teammate Robbie for one of the first time, then ran with Ruth. Um, and got in a couple other runs with teammates and they were, it was very instrumental that they were there because even your navigation is kind of off, your depth perception is off. And so just making sure you're safe and like can not fall over and hurt yourself more is yeah. huge. Um, but they were amazing with that. But sometimes I'd literally have to have them like right next to me so that I could know, that I was running right, uh, running on the trail type thing, um, and it was a huge like learning thing. But it was a big confidence boost when I could run and not feel like intense headaches. Um, and Gosh. once my eyes and like my depth perception came back, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like when your depth perception's out, it's so hard. Like the running thing, um, just like the confusion and like staring at the ground. Like I couldn't look to my teammate like when we were talking, running. It was like, I just had to stare at the ground and make sure I was putting one foot like in front of the other, exactly where it needs to go just because you can't have any like shift in focus. Um, and that was, yeah, that was, I think it was a humbling feeling too of like just finding that grace to give yourself. To know that it's okay that you don't feel 100% okay to run slower, okay to like ask for help, or just say to your teammate like, "Hey, just can you just hang back with me, or I need a walk right now?" Um, Yeah, that was it. Was it was pretty cool to have my teammates around me and them caring for me, just in that sense. Um, But still, like letting me be an independent person too. Um yeah, I mean I was already grateful for my team, but that moment when you're pretty much relying on them to stand up straight was <laughs> uh pretty special. And yeah.
1: You're amazing. I love them
0: a little more. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean you're you're truly amazing and I think you're gonna inspire a lot of people. And I think I think it's profound when you can you can come out to the public and say it's okay to ask for help. Like as simple as that thought is it's, like, deeply mm. profound, too, and I, I think it'll resonate with who it needs to resonate with. So, I I truly <laughs> appreciate you being so open and honest, as always. Um, part of me is kind of selfishly relieved that we can even talk about this, because I was, I was filming you at States, like, over the weekend, and I felt like I knew this little piece, and I wasn't sure if we'd ever be able to talk about it, so... I, you know, I really yeah. respect that. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, thanks Rob. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I think you really realize who you can also open up with and be, you know, ask for help. Cause everyone's like, ask me for help, help you for help. But it's only your small, close community that you can actually reach out to and know that they'll have the love and care to provide you with that help.
1: Absolutely. You got that here in Denver, if ever needed. Um, so let's talk about this little this little race you took fifth place in. Not it's not really that big of a deal. I mean there were probably only ten thousand people watching it throughout the world, um, which is actually a lot for us now that I think about it, it's kinda tiny. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> tell me yeah. how how were you feeling going into the race? Like, were you confident? It seemed like you were in good spirits. And I'm sure after everything you just gone through getting the start line itself was a pretty big success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this journey was very much one that I was proud of before I even stepped up to the start line, like the training, um, the balance of finding, you know, finding my feet again. Um, but also finding my balance from like other life stresses and things like that, um, was huge. But overall, like I put together what for me had felt like the perfect plan, um, training wise, uh, and strength and and running wise with both my coaches and they had been very respectful and very, um, cognizant of like what I needed and we were listening to my body and, uh, yeah, I was just super proud of all the work I'd put in. So the race ahead was just going to be the cherry on the top.
1: (laughs) You you sound like you've grown up since we last talked on the podcast. Like, you sound, <laughs> yeah. you sound more mature, like you figured some things out in life. Do you think that's true?
0: Yeah. I would say so, yep.
1: <laughs> and tell me about race morning. Any hiccups? You know, like, were you 45 minutes late to the start line, like I've been in Tahoe? Or go smooth? No.
0: Yeah, no, thank goodness. It was funny because the day before, Abby was asking me like, "Oh, do you need a ride to the to the start line?" I was like, "No, I'm going to drive myself." But then immediately, I was like, "But don't just assume I'm awake. <laughs> like, please check and just make sure that I'm still awake, even though I'm going to independently drive myself and everything. Like, I need some backup. So that was cool. Um, my manager, Charlie." messaged me in the morning and I'd actually been awake for like 90 minutes before my alarm. Um, I was so excited to go and everything was good. Yeah. I ate some breakfast and missed my mom and thanked her for making me an omelet. And then, yeah, I got to the start line was calm. had done everything I needed to. Um, yeah, I was ready to go.
1: You, you and your mom seem really close. Is that, is that always we been are. the case, or have you guys gotten a little closer over the years?
0: Uh, no, me and my parents have always been really close, which has been super nice. Um, yeah. yeah, such a nice bond and nice to share life with them.
1: Did you have coffee before the start line? Like 3 a.m.? I did are not. You, are you chugging coffee? Did you Do you drink caffeine, like coffee, that sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't on this race morning. Yeah, I didn't have need coffee <laughs> no um kidding. i was just excited i think you have that natural excitement to go there's no hope of being tired at the star line <laughs> it's like
1: four miles up that giant right. climb i need some coffee personally but just throwing it out um, <laughs> Nice, nice.
0: <yeah. laughs>
1: you need to try that next year um and and so how how did it go for the first i don't know 50k of, of western states 100
0: yeah, it was amazing. I I just ran my own race. Um was feeling good. It's beautiful in the high country. So seeing the sunrise at the top was incredible. Um sharing miles with different people and meeting new people out there. Um it was yeah, it was really cool and I just love that part of the course and uh you only kind of get to experience it during the race. So that made it really special that it was just the second time and experienced that part of the course. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was who'd, amazing. Who'd I, you get to meet on, uh,
1: you know, on the first few segments, any, anyone uh, that you hadn't met before or any special yeah, conversations? Quite a
0: few people. Um,
1: besides me, least, of course, you know,
0: right, right, right. <laughs> Ellie, I'll, on I'll, Bandera. Have to, I'll have
1: to delete that part out of this podcast. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was corny.
0: Awesome. Um, so, yeah, Ellie, the winner of Bandera.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I met her. And then a guy from Canada who we were joking with because I ran with Kat Drew last year, um, the Canadian. And I was like, oh, I always run with Canadians in the first part of the race. And then... I ran with Katie Asmus for a little bit, um, and we are pretty close. So that She's was so pretty nice. cool. To,
1: isn't she nice? Yeah,
0: it was cool to check in with her and you know see how she was feeling race morning. Um, yeah, and then ran um, a few people like past me, and I would pass them, or we kind of just all trade. Like saw um, Camille Heron out there, and uh keely hanager so yeah it was
1: oh really my gosh fun. can i i'll just share with you no one else will hear um okay keely like she came into i think is michigan bluffs is that right it's like 51 yeah. miles and just yeah it was like the most emotional thing i've captured on my camera in a long time or i wasn't wow. even looking through my lens i was like Just watching that, and she just broke down and started bawling. I don't know if it was her boyfriend, husband, coach, brother. I I don't know who it was, but it was like the most emotional thing I've ever seen. I I hope the camera captured it, but it was like her just saying, I can't run anymore, like, and it was just heart-wrenching. It was wild. yeah yeah she was in yeah same
0: yeah um yeah, shame, I, yeah. I heard about a pretty gnarly ankle turn and
1: that okay i mean it was definitely her ankle um mm-hmm. but i didn't know if it was just like out of the pounding or, or if she turned it or what but i had to share that yeah. with someone just because that was like
0: yeah
1: whoa same, yeah. bite your bite your lip rob all right. Uh all yeah. right. everything's okay. Um whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Say that's a hard thing.
1: Mean, um wow. so I, I saw you and Ruth cruising around and you're right, mm-hmm. it was Robinson. I I said Dusty. Um mm-hmm. you guys were cruising. It looked like everything was under control. Uh I saw you at Michigan. I mean, walk me through, like, what happened between those two points.
0: Uh, Robinson, we came in, and, yeah, I mean, we just got to, like, cruise through the, through, from Robinson to Dusty to Last Chance, and then it was kind of fun, because you, you know, you get into the first canyon, Mm -hmm. um, and that was really fun, and, uh, we just, it was super cool because we got to keep checking on each other, like making sure we had enough calories and salt and everything. And we'd walk on some of the ups and make sure we were, you know, looking after ourselves and keeping each other in check. It's um, called power hiking,
1: by the way. Uh, listener, you did not hear the W word. That's the most offensive word.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's funny, yeah. that <laughs> And then... <laughs> Devil's,
1: Devil's thumb? Yeah. Was it... How'd that
0: go? Oh, it was so cool. It was so cool. I knew a bunch of people at the aid station. So running in there, we were super excited to see them and um we got iced off because it was hot by that point. Um and then Keely was right behind us, so it was kind of a girl gang meetup there. And we all got iced in this little tent and then Ruth took off um down El So we kinda split at that point and I was a little behind her and then Keely was behind me. Um and then I was like, I switched back behind Ruth. By the time we got down back to the river, down to the, yeah, the creek down there, the Eldorado Creek. And then I, Eldorado Creek had been my like most exciting part to get to. Like I was most excited to get down there. I love that canyon. I love um, just the whole route down there and the climb out of it um, to Michigan. And some of my favorite people were down running that aid station. And I have the most amazing picture of just like what captures my emotions for the whole day from that moment. And they like loaded me up with ice and water and soaked me and um, took the picture. And I, I was just so filled up. Um, it was so amazing. It was just incredible to get to that point. And it had been my like, uh anticipated point of the race so that was really cool and then i knew the next stop would be the first time i saw my crew in a while um yeah it was amazing then hiking up to michigan it was just stunning i love that hike i love the views you can see from out of there and um just feeling like that was the home trail on that section for sure
1: i I like michigan because it's like from the spectator's point of view it's like super flat and like Yeah, this person's running downhill. Why are they so exhausted? Yeah, right. Like, it's this giant climb up, and then you peak, and you kind of drop down into the aid station, but everyone else is, like, looking at you like, you all right? (laughs) Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so true, yeah.
1: So I (laughs) I was reviewing my footage, and I saw, like, your pack had, like, a clear... Does it have, like, a clear, like capsule or bag your adidas pack i think for ice is that true or was i like were my eyes playing tricks on me did you have some like yeah, special I, I th- ice area
0: no so i just put the ice directly into my pack but i think taylor put her ice in baggies in the back of her pack so maybe that's why you saw
1: okay i yeah I was looking at yours. I think it's Forest Hill, but I just, I had to know. Um, I'll send you you a screenshot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: And so how were you feeling at that point? Like, were you throwing up because other people that I was following filming were were having some like serious throw up spells? Um, I, I talked to Katie. She said, uh, things were coming out everywhere like it was ugly like you played it off like this was just a, a nice little jaunt in the in the park but um were you having a good race did you not have any th- like throwing up or dehydration or anything getting to michigan
0: yeah no, at, at that point i was yeah the best day of my life so far that was amazing ah, i felt good yeah Felt really good coming in there and all the way to Forest Hill. Um, yeah, I was having a great day.
1: You were yeah, rock star at Forest Hill, by the way. I I've never seen like <laughs> twenty cameras. You're smiling. I think you you're drinking like a can of soda, and it looks like a soda ad. Like you're just
0: smiling.
1: Oh, that's what... like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 1960s nice. Coca-Cola awesome. ad.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I need to find some of these pictures.
1: (laughs) I I have it in video, but I mean, what's going through your head when you got 20 cameras pointed at you, do you actually see the cameras or or whatever's going on? Are you just so in the zone of your race? You're just listening to your coach saying hi to your mom or whoever it is, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. You kind of just like what you need at the aid station, that sort of thing. You don't really notice what's going on around you or who's around you. Um, but then running out of that aid station, like, a, I saw a bunch of people I knew, and that was really fun, like, waving to them all. and That was super fun. Just that community and that party up in Forest Hill is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I never really even noticed the cameras. <laughs>
1: that's that's interesting. I mean, that's a good thing. And then walk, yeah. walk me through getting to Rucky Chucky, which is, like, right around mile 80. I think it's 70, 78. uh how, how was that kind of, I think it's mostly a descent down to Rocky Chucky, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, big descent down and uh, everything felt really good. I was having a great section and everything. And then just before I got to Cal 3, um, Ford Bar, which is the lot of station before the river for Rocky Chucky, um, my stomach turned and it got really hot too. So everything kind of hit at once. Like it was really hot. My stomach turned. Um, one of the guys called me Kyle Curtin and he was like, Oh, Emily, you look great. And everyone is so far behind you. Like you're doing great. And so I was like, okay, I'll take a minute and like fit my stomach. Right. You know,
1: he's the nicest in, guy in the world, by the way, isn't he? Yeah, he is awesome.
0: So yeah. How, but then within, w- when you say minutes, your
1: stomach is, you're like, I'm ready to puke or el- out or, or do something else. Like, How are you settling your stomach? Like for us back of the pack, middle of the pack, what's protocol? Like just slow down or are you doing something else to settle your stomach?
0: Um, I mean taking in what you can for sure. Like, you know, trying to judge the situation, like what have you looking back over what you've done before, mine is kind of a sugar was a sugar punch. I'd taken Kurt Poke a little too early into one oh, of my bottles, yikes. and so I'd use it for an extra couple miles over just you know chugging it at an aid station. And so I just kind of had this sugar imbalance, um, <laughs> and so I was trying to yeah I was trying to kind of adjust it, which obviously you can't do with gels. I was trying to do it with real food, but the aid stations didn't have a lot of cooked hot food, which is what I needed. I did get oh. some potato pots at that um third aid station um so i was trying to take them in um but the second goal passed me looking really strong and good um so i was just like was that mcdonald 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 back yeah yeah okay Mm -hmm. and then yeah then i was like excited to get to rocky chucky and hopefully you know they had food at the aid station but it was so hot they didn't have any hot food either like, I just needed, like, chicken and rice or something, or soup and rice.
1: You slow down. Like... You slow down. You know? Huh? <laughs> if it was, like, 20 hours into the race, Rucky Chucky would have had a, uh, you know, quesadillas yeah, right. on the grill. You got to slow down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was kind of, yeah, definitely like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> but, um,
1: Did Rucky... but I got into did did the water cool you cool you down enough to help your stomach or no
0: no so it wasn't anything to do with temperature actually i mean i think that maybe aggravated a a little but i was pretty good with my cooling strategies and things so that was fine it was just a sugar imbalance and then i just had to wait a few extra miles so i could never turn it back around
1: that's interesting um Mm Because when you said sugar imbalance, I mean, I I know personally how I deal with sugar imbalance. And if I'm not burning that sugar, it goes right through me, which is not fun. Um, No. And and so I saw you right at Green Gate, which is actually Silver Gate now. You look pretty focused. Like, you're moving... It wasn't like you were, like, upset or anything. You were pretty determined. I mean, how was dropping down out of Green Gate? And, I mean, there's there's some hiking, obviously, involved there. But it's fairly smooth, right? I mean, for the next few miles? I mean, walk me through yeah, post-Green yeah. Gate. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got to Green Gate, and um,
0: I had a little emotional moment there with my pacer because I really wanted my stomach to turn back <laughs> and like my, my legs were fine and everything was fine it was just my stomach and I um I was just like wishing because I was like I have legs for these last 20 miles and oh, no. so I had my little emotional moment and then I was like okay well just going to push with it being you know I'm going to feel uncomfortable but I just got to keep running so uh yeah it is it's all runnable from that point on and pretty much <laughs> and it, everything felt good everything was fine it was just my stomach was feeling like I felt super nauseous the whole time so for like 25 miles um just really bad nausea and like I think it would have helped if I could have thrown up but like I was running and couldn't throw up <laughs> um but yeah I was just doing everything I
1: could I mean that's all you can do And so, um, remind me the, the bridge, no hand, no hands bridge. Was that weird? Because probably in years prior, there were a bunch of people there. Right. And I think.
0: No, it's a Go ahead. Last year was the first year they changed it. So it wasn't a aid station anymore.
1: Okay. My bad. But then
0: actually so last year there was actually no one on the bridge. But this year there's people there. So
1: it was kind of quote unquote crazy. packed. Um, interesting. I, yeah. I, I failed to realize that. Um, yeah. How, how is running across no hands? Is it one of those points in your race where you're like, I did it. Like you start getting emotional cause you know, you're going to finish or like just describe to me what goes through your head when you run across the bridge.
0: Well, I had a girl on my tail. (laughs) She was like a minute behind me. So I was definitely sprinting at that point. And, uh, Lucia.
1: Okay. From Switzerland. Yep.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's awesome. And we were racing. So, um, I mean, that's such a special point to get to and running across the bridge always, you know, kind of just gives you the chills but I was definitely pushing at that moment and giving it everything um, to try and stay ahead. And as I got over the bridge, I heard cheers for her behind me. So I knew she was right there. (laughs)
1: You guys are battling. Uh, Wow. It's tight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She She only passed me. So I get up to Roby and turn the corner and right there. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, so when, 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 when do you realize, like, maybe I don't have the win, but I'm 100% in the top 10, like kind of walk me through what's going through your head there. Or are you just running? Like, are you too exhausted to even contemplate that sort of stuff? Cause in my head, if I was elite and I was in the top 10, but I knew I wasn't going to win, I'd be kind of ecstatic. It's like, I'm going to come back. I I got a year to come train as hard as I can and and get back and try it again. Are you, are you like disappointed that you weren't in position for like the top spot? Or are you elated that you're having a great race? Or is your stomach just hurting so bad you can't think clearly? Like, how's that going? I
0: was definitely. I was definitely elated like with my race and super proud of where I was at. Um, even going into that last mile and having her take over me. I was definitely like, dang it, I know I can race you <laughs> and for each person that would pass me I'd be like, ah, I know, I know I could, I know I could. I really wish I could, you know, push and try and hang. Um, and just the uncomfortableness of my stomach and just feeling so nauseous. I knew, you know, I was giving it everything I could out there so it just wasn't in the books for that day to race. Um, but yeah, I was definitely, before I even got to finish line, I was like, I cannot wait to come back next year. (laughs) And I think having that knowledge, you know, of like not having to race in again for next year was really kind of inspiring too. Of like, I'm going to try and finish as high as I can this year, but I'm excited to come back next year. Um, And race the game like that day. That whole day for me is so magical that I, you know, I loved that I got. I was in the last couple miles already, dreaming of the next year to, like, really just beyond, you know, blessed and excited that I was going to be able to come back.
1: I'm excited for you. Just like having any kind of sense of what you've been through post UTMB. Like, I just have a lot of respect for how you were able to come back from literally almost like a dire situation. So, um, I'm, I'm super, super proud of, of your comeback that probably not many people even know about. Um, and you kept it so professional and, and you're just an amazing person. So... I mean, big congrats. Seriously, big congrats. Um, Thank you. So, I don't think I've ever asked this question of anyone. Maybe I'm wrong because I don't look backwards. But, what about your race would you have changed if you could change anything? Was there like a moment where you're like, shit, if I had this over again, I would have done this instead of that? Are there any moments of your race that you would have changed, or do you think? you pretty much laid out a a decent race plan and and executed as well as you could.
0: Yeah, I did it. I I ran the race plan perfect. Um, I definitely, you know, wouldn't take that coke if I did it over again. But uh, apart from that, everything, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better execution of what we had planned. I was really excited with how everything went together.
1: What if it was Coke Zero instead of Coca-Cola Classic? Would you have won the I mean, race?
0: I would have the energy. I would have had the energy. I don't know. That's so funny. Who knows? That's the um, thing, too. Like When do you, like when you, when you know you're in the top 10 or anything like that? I've raced too many of these ultras to know you only know when you cross the finish line <laughs> where you are what you've <laughs> believe, the race is not over till the finish
1: i can't believe coke Cola isn't like a sponsor of ultra running it's just such a staple you know like that pure right. that pure sugar going straight into you uh right when you need it, it it's it's a drug it's like you got to do it right and if you do it too much too early, like you'll have stomach issues or, or worse. So, um, I mean, seriously, huge congrats. What are you thinking in the future? Are you, are you quitting ultra running? Are you going to do 200 milers? Um, are you signed up for something in Chamonix? Like what, what are your race plans in the next few months?
0: Yeah, so I like I loved how much I was reminded this weekend that I'm still a young athlete. Um You are you're <laughs> a young Yeah, I'm a youngin' and that makes me really excited about all the time ahead I have to do, you know, lots of things. Um so this year for the rest of this year I'm signed up for UTMB. So I'll be there.
1: Cool.
0: And that's the nice, next big adventure.
1: Yeah. I'll be there. I might film. So, yeah. okay. um, worst case, hopefully we, we can have a beer or, or glass of wine or whatever. Uh, my Perfect. wife, my wife and I are coming out to film. Yeah. I, no. Official announcement. Um, I'm Maybe. super excited about that. Cause Mary, Marian Hogan, who I'm actually, I'm super thankful. You got to meet her out on like a training run. Cause I was talking you up to her yep. like, Hey, you got to meet this girl. And then you guys like, yeah you guys just happened to run together a little bit pre-race and then I think you might've run a little bit during the race. I don't even know. Um, so you guys are awesome. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Okay.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. She's great. It was super cool. to meet her. she had an amazing race.
1: Yeah. I truly, you, you both finished minutes apart and it was a heck of a day. Um, I, mm-hmm. I see you truly. I I see you guys both as as friends. Um, more importantly, <laughs> you're from Zimbabwe. I, how do I say it, Zimbabwe? Yeah, that's
0: fine. <laughs> you, you say it differently. How do I say it? Yeah, I say Zimbabwe, but everyone Zimbabwe. says it differently.
1: So. You're from Zimbabwe.
0: There, but, so. Yep.
1: How? This is this is vital information for ultra running. Have you been back there in a while? Like how do you fly there? It's probably what a 14-hour flight or something crazy.
0: Yeah, it's super long. Um <laughs> I I went back there in March and so I flew from Sacramento to Atlanta, I think it was, and then over to South Africa actually. They have a direct um, but oh, then on the okay. way back, I flew through Paris.
1: Okay, I, I yeah. was I was interested to know if you went through uh, Ethiopia. I I just watched something on YouTube where like the guy was uh, eating this this bread from Ethiopia and it looked absolutely amazing. I was just like, I, uh, I don't know. For um, for
0: a long time, I went through Dubai they have some really cool
1: food there and people. And yeah, that's fancy. a cool spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's super fancy. Um, so (laughs) when, when you ran through a few aid stations, I was like, Oh, there's Emily. She's having a good race. And they didn't, they didn't know any of your backstory. I was like, yeah, she, (laughs) she like, she was a barefoot runner. Like, do you remember our first episode? I was like, so when you were growing up, did you see, like, elephants and rhinos? Yeah. Do you remember that question? That's, I was, like, so yeah. tentative to ask that.
0: That was so funny. Yeah, I remember our interview really well, yeah. And that's you're funny, like, yeah. You're I like, said, yeah. Uh, yeah, right? I was like, weren't nice. you scared? <laughs> that's funny, yeah. So I know, that feels like a long time ago. It wasn't very long.
1: it does kind of oddly feel like just a few weeks ago. Um, it's been Mm -hmm. so long. I mean, I'll finish up here with like, what are your big takeaways from the race? Because my, and I haven't shared this publicly yet. I was going to write a post. I, I kept going back and forth, but I was like, my big takeaway from Western States this year is trust your friends. Just like believe in your friends. Um, I, like, oddly, uh, ev- everyone that I've come in contact with that I've like really just connected with had a really amazing day. And, like, oddly, I'm just like, in the future, I don't need to question whether Emily's gonna have a good race, I just believe in her. Like, she'll have a good race. Um, oh, that's
0: really special. You should write a book, that's amazing. I should
1: write a book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's so. Cool. I've
1: already done one. I'm done with that for a while. Um, <laughs> but what was what was your like takeaway? Like, did you have any kind of profound moments on the course? Because you literally can have deep, profound moments if you're having good race day. Maybe you won't remember them because you're in flow. But did you have any like major takeaways?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, so many, <laughs> I feel like you, you go through so many, but I mean the one that stands out to me the most is just that moment with Ruth. Like I've always looked up to her. Um, we've been teammates for a long time, uh, pretty much since I started this crazy trail running thing. and cause we were mm. on the Scott team together and then moved over to Adidas Terex together too. And being able to share that many miles with her and just, I don't know. I just, I love, I love being on a team and I love the whole team camaraderie and that just captured it all. And I, I felt just beyond blessed to be able to run with her and share that time. And um, yeah, I just, it, I can't even like capture it. Like it was just incredible. And then, like you said, like, you know, you, you believe in your friends, you trust in your friends too, so being out there with her, like, I trusted that we were meant to be there together, and then um, trusting in all your crew and your, you know, my coach and my mom and um, the rest of my crew, my pacers, and just, like, fully knowing that they had me, um, that they had my back, and that they were going to be there, you know, if they weren't there, I still had aid stations and everything, and just knowing that like I had all this love and support out on the trails and then knowing that there were people back home. and my dad had the live stream going and everyone was watching and supporting and cheering. And, um, yeah, I, I just love that community of Western States.
1: You were a rock star and actually rock star is not even a good description because you're, um, <laughs> you're so humble. Like it's beautiful. Um, I want to hear <laughs> what, what was the funniest moment of the entire race? Was there a moment where no one, no one but you, like and whoever were laughing about something? And don't include the gossip. Uh, I know I know I know you guys were gossiping out there. No, actually, <laughs> I don't think
0: we were was. The funniest moment. The
1: was there, funniest was moment. there one where you actually laughed and thought it was hilarious?
0: I did. I don't know if I actually laughed or even made a sound because it was in the last...
1: <laughs> you grunted. <mile.
0: laughs> I, I was... Yeah, exactly. I just told my pacer this. My pacer, Luke, um, had... He was, like, trying to get me motivated, Shame And, like, anything he could... He, like, said, it's like, you're already at... You're giving everything you can out there. And so um and like I knew we were getting chased and everything and so he like suddenly pulled out some gummy bears and he's like hey you want a gummy bear like yeah (laughs) he hands me like five gummy bears or something he's like "No, gummy bears save the day and he was so pumped about it (laughs) and like I was like it entertained me for sure and I wanted to laugh but I think I was so tired and just, like, putting everything out there at that moment. I don't think any noise came out of my mouth. But it was, like, the most funny and fun moment <laughs> in that time. But I just, like, nothing came out. I was like, shame. I just cannot give them any, like, gratification for this hilariousness. But <laughs>
1: Poor Luke. Luke, if you're listening, yeah. you actually nailed it there, bud. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Emily, I want you to rest up. I really appreciate your time as always. Please stay in touch, and if you want to co-host with Ruth, let me know. Um, or, yes. or anyone, anyone, honestly, uh, you're you're always Thank welcome. You. And if you ever need anything, please reach out here to help you. You're a super, super talent you know, in the community. It'll be cool to see you out at UTMB as well. Um, I just want to finish with, give a shout out to your sponsors because they're sponsoring someone special here. Where can we follow you on social and, uh, any other shout outs you want to give? We'll call it a day.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, my team, like Adidas Cherix, and my coaching team, gauge 20 running, and then my strength team, Idaho Foot. They are amazing and I couldn't have done any of that without them. <laughs> um every day is special because they all are on my team. And then uh I think that's mostly it actually. <laughs> Where can we follow um, you on social? Oh yeah. Yep. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Emily Holgood, nothing confusing. Um, I would love to have you join the community and thank you everyone for the support.
1: Shout out to Luke, the gummy bears. All right. Emily, thanks for your time. Stay
0: stay in touch.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: And you. Thank you.
1: And that was episode 206. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thank you to Emily for taking so much of her time and huge congrats. She's just crushing it. and what, what a great performance, so really happy for her. Thank you to Patreon supporters. Consider Patreon if you haven't already, as little as like a dollar a month. Um, really helps make this all work. Thank you to you podcast supporters, Exoskin, Tannery Outdoors, and the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their GRIT series. Really appreciate them. And most importantly, don't forget to enjoy your training.